Hey, my friends, welcome to this episode of the Up Level Your Relationships podcast. I am delighted to have you all here with me. I'm actually recording this podcast at 5.30 in the morning, so excuse my touch of morning voice. Do you guys get that where your voice completely sounds like not your own first thing in the morning? That's for sure my thing. But at 5.30 in the morning at this time of year in Arizona, it's really getting light out and it's still cool outside, so I have my balcony Um, window or sliding glass door open. I have some fresh air coming in. The sun is up and nobody else in the house is awake. My guy actually had to go to an appointment. So he already left the house, but my girls are all sleeping. So it's just me and my doggy sitting here. And I thought, what better time than now to record a podcast for you guys? I like to work in like a disciplined way where I create my schedule and my calendar and I stick to that. And we'll talk about that in a future episode. But I also allow for some variability in my days, not just because my schedule is variable, because it is, as most of you in medicine especially can relate. Sometimes, you know, surgeries take longer than we think or days take longer than planned because of whatever is happening with patients. So I do allow myself flexibility in my schedule because of the variability of my anesthesia schedule. But I also leave room for just when I'm feeling extra inspired or when I have that spark of wanting to do something and create something, I just let myself do it whenever that inspiration hits because sometimes the inspiration isn't necessarily there. And in those cases, I just do it anyway because I said I would. But if it's something that I don't have on my calendar and I'm inspired to do it, I just go ahead and do it. So I am getting this done for you this morning because I felt like it was the perfect time. And what we're going to talk about today is foundational wellness. So this is sort of my way of thinking about how I take care of myself on a daily basis. And this is really important. And some of you might be like, "Um, I'm here for relationships. How does this apply? But really, our relationship with ourself is the most important relationship we have. And if that relationship isn't good, there's no way that we can form completely functional, healthy relationships with anyone else around us. So a lot of our episodes will talk about things that involve our relationship with ourself, and this is one of them. So I want to ask you a question. What do you do every day to take care of yourself? Do you have a routine of any kind? Do you have basically zero concrete plans for ways that you stay well every day? Or do you maybe overschedule your self-care? I was in that last category where because I like to be organized, because I'm high achieving, because I like to make a list and check off boxes and things like that, I used to be at a point of really over-scheduling and um, over-focusing on my self-care in a way that actually did the opposite of what I was intending. And what I mean by that was I I have this app that basically is like a habit tracker and you can fill in any habit or thing that you want to do. 
And then you can check it off each day that you do it. And then you can see like a cute little graph of how many times you did it. And it's all very satisfying, right? I'm sure a lot of you can relate to (laughs) that kind of thing being satisfying. And some of you are probably like, yeah, that's crazy, but just go with me for a second here. So I had this habit tracker and I, at one point had like, I don't know, 15 or even more like almost 20 things that I would list in there that were just my sort of foundational wellness items of action each day. But I'm sure you can imagine that's like pretty crazy to have that many. And it made it like a stressful thing to get them done. It gave me too much space to sort of criticize myself or feel bad in some way if I hadn't gotten them done, which that's kind of a whole different topic. Like, why can't we just be okay with, you know, doing okay sometimes? But when I had over-scheduled and made it over-regimented, that really created the opposite effect in my self-care. I was more stressed. I was like constantly thinking about checking off those boxes And it probably sounds really silly to some of you, but I know that some of you feel me on this one. So I had lots of things listed that are all great and valuable, but it was too much to have listed in my daily habit tracker. So it was, it was all the things that I'm going to talk about today and then a bunch more. And so through some work with my current coach, I sort of came to the conclusion that that over-regimented self-care routine was really actually not where it was at. That wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. It wasn't serving me. So I streamlined it. And what I have settled on are basically my six components of foundational wellness that I do every day. And they don't feel cumbersome or over-scheduled. It doesn't feel like I have just yet another thing to check off. I really drilled it down to what are for me the essentials of my self-care. And just to back up for a minute, why is a a self-care routine important? Well, I think it's really important that we have some sort of a ritual, a routine, habits that we practice to best take care of ourselves. I think it's really easy for us to say, oh, I'm going to eat healthy. But if we don't really have any sort of a routine in place for that or any sort of way that we check in with ourselves about whether we've done it, it's super easy to convince ourselves that we have done it when we haven't. So when we kind of tell ourselves, oh, yeah, I'm eating like three healthy meals a day and we don't actually pay attention to what we are eating, it's pretty likely that we will have extra snacks or some junk food or clean up the kids' plates by eating what's left on them, which moms of you do that. We do these little things and we aren't really conscious of them because we're not paying attention. And so in our mind, we're like, oh, I eat pretty healthy. But then the results on our body, either in terms of weight or how we feel or whatever it is, they don't reflect that we're actually eating three healthy meals a day. And it's not that we have a bad intention about it. It's that we just aren't paying enough attention to it. So that's why I like to sort of formally have these six components of foundational wellness for myself. It also does give me some amount of structure 
which for somebody like me is really good. It sounds super romantic and nice to be like, oh, I just like go with the flow all the time and do whatever. But for a lot of us, that doesn't actually work. And that's romanticized in the media. There'll be so many celebrities out there that say like, oh, I just, you know, like eat whatever I want. I do whatever I want with my exercise. First of all, that's probably not even true because those people all have lots of support around them and probably a good amount of structure with those sorts of things. But it's also just not the way that a lot of us high achievers operate. We like the structure. We like to check a couple boxes. We don't need to have 20, but having six is really helpful. So let's dive into what my six components of foundational wellness are. And then you can feel free to borrow these. You can just use these six. Or even better is really to kind of think about which ones are important to you and what else that maybe isn't on this list is a foundational component for you. And again, it's really easy to put like 20 things on this list because there is always something more that we can do for our self-care, like this journal exercise, and then I'm going to do this type of meditation and then the other type, and I'm going to do this much exercise on this day, but this much on the other day, like we can make it really complicated. So when you're thinking about your own foundational foundational wellness, I want you to sort of drill down to what are the essentials for you and what makes sense for you. So for me, the first one is sleep. And this one is so difficult sometimes. I know that a lot of you can relate to this, but I aim for seven hours of sleep every night. And because I like to get up early and because when I'm working at the hospital, I do get there pretty early. That means I really have to be conscious of what time I need to go to bed in order to get those seven hours of sleep. And I am in general a pretty good sleeper, though since I've been with my current partner, I have noticed that my sleep is a little bit more disrupted because he is not the best sleeper. So in terms of sleep, for me, the foundational wellness is the number of hours, but also focusing on improving the quality of sleep. And there's so many things that we can go into about sleep quality. But for me, it's, it's the amount and it's also recognizing that my sleep is interrupted sometimes by my partner who can be restless and figuring out what to do about that. For a while, I was just mad about that, honestly. I was like super grumpy, like I can't sleep because he doesn't sleep and like "Mm, now I'm just stuck not sleeping. But then I realized, well, I don't have to be like that. And I also don't have to do something crazy like go sleep in another room because that's definitely not what I want. So I got some super sexy earplugs and an eye mask. And on nights when he is restless, I use those babies and I get such good sleep. So my sleep component of foundational wellness is being conscious of what time I need to go to bed based on what time I'm going to get up in the morning so that I get my seven hours and using my little earplugs and eye mask if I need to, to improve the quality of my sleep. So sleep is a big one and sleep can be pretty difficult for those of us, especially in the medical field, because we do have nights that we're on call And honestly, throughout our training years and probably a lot of our practice, some of us or most of us have worked in situations where we have not been able to focus on sleep or nurture that. We've not had a good sleep schedule. We've worked all night, 
on many nights and it's that's really disruptive and that just speaks to some of the difficulties of medical training in my opinion is we sort of put our own health to the side in order to complete our training and I'm not sure that that's really the best way to do it but suffice it to say that a lot of us really have had tons of interrupted sleep over the years and so sometimes that ingrained pattern can make it hard for us to sleep and so it's really important to sort of assess that see what is getting in the way of you sleeping well and figuring out how to correct that some of us too had our babies during training or maybe afterwards if we're parents and we know that that comes with interrupted sleep and so some of us are maybe still in that phase in which case some of the the tips for better sleep don't really apply because you want to be up feeding and taking care of your baby in the night and that's just what you're doing right now but if you're out of that phase you might still be kind of in that pattern of light sleeping or interrupted sleep or some kind of insomnia. So again, if that's you, take a look at why you think that might be going on and figure out what some solutions could be. The second component of foundational wellness that I like to include every day is water. Now, I live in a place that's really hot and water is super important because not only is it hot, but it's super dry here. So it's pretty easy to get dehydrated. But for all of us, I think that the amount of water we drink in a day is often less than what is optimal for us. And people have all kinds of different ways to calculate how much water you need. Um, some people say basically half of your body weight in pounds, or you might think of um, one ounce per kilo of body weight. That could be a good jumping off point. Some people just go with... I'm going to drink a gallon of water. It doesn't, I don't think there's really a right answer. I think it's about playing around with what feels best for you. And you do have to balance it with the demands of what your daily life looks like. So for those of us that work in the OR, it's really hard to just sip on water all day because number one, most of us don't bring water into the OR because that's gross. Um, and, or if we are drinking too much water, then like we're going to have to have a bathroom break, but that's not always available when you're doing a case, right? So there is some amount of having to tailor your water intake to what your day looks like, of course. But I think we often use whatever our day looks like. Maybe it's just that we have a really busy clinic and we're like, oh, I just don't have time to do that. Or we're in meetings all day and it's like, oh, I just don't have time. I think we sometimes use our schedule as an excuse for not drinking enough water. So for me, I like to do 90 ounces of water. I don't even know why exactly, because that's that's probably more than one per kilo, but I just kind of settled on that number as feeling really good in my body. And conveniently, I have a 30 ounce cup, like one of those insulated cups that keeps the water cold and has a straw, and it makes it really easy if I just drink three of those in a day. So on the days when I work in the hospital, I know that I'm going to try to get one of those 30-ounce cups in before I even get to the hospital because I know that the second one might sort of be spread out or, you know, hit or miss depending on what my caseload is for the day. And then when I get home, I know that I'm going to have the goal of getting another 30-ounce cup in at the end of the day. So whatever it takes for you to sort of find ways to 
increase your water intake to a level that's optimal for you and how to make it so that it's easy by having like a cup that you love or a system or kind of breaking it down into morning, noon, and night components. All of that is really helpful. And for those of you that have issues with overeating or being overly hungry or those kinds of things between meals, when you're dehydrated, that can for sure contribute to the sensation of being hungry. So when you stay really hydrated, you might find that your urge to snack or overeat actually decreases. And so that brings me to my third component of foundational wellness that I include each day. And that is eating two or three healthy, nutritious meals that feel good in my body every day and no snacks. And this is not to say that I am like always perfect at this, by the way, (laughs) because things come up, you know, occasions happen and sometimes there are exceptions to this routine. But in general, it feels good for me to eat either two or three meals that have healthy, nutritious, whole foods and not snack in between. And for me, those meals are definitely lunch and dinner. And then breakfast is a plus minus. <laughs> it kind of depends on how my day looks. Um, but I do eat breakfast on some days, other days I don't. And it just kind of um, works out for me either way. Because if I don't have breakfast, then I'll usually have a little bit bigger lunch. And then that keeps me good until dinner. And so play around with for you, like what how many meals feel good for you to eat? Now, a lot of you are like, oh, but I've been taught that I have to eat breakfast all the time. And that's for sure not true. There's so much science out there now that extending the fasting period from your overnight fast while you're sleeping is actually really healthy and good for your body. Now, that doesn't work for everybody. Some people really like to have breakfast and especially if they do like a heavy workout in the morning, um, the breakfast might be important. But if breakfast just isn't your thing, there's no reason to force it, I don't think. Um, So play around with, you know, what meals do you want? What's the timing? Um, What types of foods feel good in your body? I'm not talking about like you just like them because they taste good, but which ones actually make you feel good? And the goal is to find foods that you really enjoy eating that also feel good in your body. For a lot of people, having a lot of processed flour, like breads and pastas and stuff, even though they kind of like the way they taste, they don't actually end up feeling good in their body later. So it's just about bringing awareness. And a way to do that too is if you kind of just jot down what you're eating like for a few days and just notice patterns, that can really help you decide what is the sort of routine that you want to create with your eating if you do want to create a specific routine. Um, And if you don't really want to be that structured about it, then you don't have to include this in your foundational wellness. I think it's a really big part of it, but maybe it's not for everyone. There are people that just prefer to eat whatever sounds good when they're hungry, stop when they're full, and that works great. So if that's you, totally fine. If you want to have a little bit more structure, then maybe start taking some notes on what you're eating and how you're feeling and go from there in creating whatever the foundational wellness component is that you want. Okay, so the next one that I want to talk about is movement. For me, it's essential to do some sort of physical activity every day. And that doesn't mean that I'm doing like some crazy like 45-minute Peloton ride, even though I do those (laughs) sometimes, Um, but I don't do it on a daily basis. So I like to incorporate 
Peloton rides, weightlifting, yoga, and then just taking my dog on long walks around the neighborhood. Those are the things that I mostly do. And I'm not always very um, specific about which things I'm going to do on which day. I do leave some room for variability in that. But I do have with myself um, a baseline of foundational wellness that I'll do 30 minutes of some kind of movement every day. And for me, that is sort of the minimum that I need to feel good, release some energy, have some mental health benefits, etc. So for you, start thinking about what is sort of the minimum baseline that you would want for movement. Do you want it every day? I think most of us can definitely benefit from having movement every day, but maybe it's just a 15-minute stretch on a lot of days for some of you. Or if you're like a hardcore athlete of some kind, maybe your minimum baseline is more like you need an hour of like really sweating every day, and that's what feels best for you. So again, this is all about you. You get to decide what works best and what you want to incorporate. The fifth one that I want to talk about, and this is one that I think probably a lot of people are not incorporating, so hear me out and think about whether you might want to include this in your foundational wellness every day, but it's meditation or some kind of a mindfulness practice. So I think it's super important for us to have that sort of pause where we just become still And it helps us reconnect to ourselves. It helps us decrease our stress and anxiety. So for me, meditation is really key in my day. And there's so many different ways that you can do it. You can just like set a timer and sit there in silence for five or 10 minutes. There are tons of guided meditations on YouTube, other places on the internet, or my personal favorite is the Calm app. They have tons of different guided meditations of all different lengths and styles. And so I usually end up using that for a lot of my meditation. And the way that I kind of break down my water intake into, you know, three different sections and I break down my meals into two or three different sections, I like to break down my meditation into two or three different sections. So for me, doing like a 10 minute morning meditation and one that's about 10 minutes in the evening is perfect. And then the cherry on top of that is throwing in a five minute meditation in the middle of the day. And if you've never tried meditating at all, first of all, give it a try, find one of these guided meditations and give it a shot and see what you think. But if you've never done a meditation practice midday, I highly, highly recommend it. All you need is five minutes. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to lie down. You don't have to do anything crazy. For me, when I'm at the hospital, I just go outside in between cases. I sit in the sun for five minutes, close my eyes, and do a guided meditation. And I'm telling you, that is so refreshing in the middle of the day. And it just kind of helps you do a little reset. I think that so many of us get really swept up in our days. We have busy jobs. We have a lot going on. A lot of us have stressful jobs or high stakes jobs, and that's all well and good. And it's really helpful if we give ourselves just that little tiny break in the day to come back to ourselves. So if you haven't tried midday meditation, totally give that a shot. And if you haven't tried meditation at all, I definitely think it's worth um, experimenting with and seeing if it doesn't make a difference in your life. 
And then the sixth component for me of foundational wellness that I include every day is connection. So we are so evolved in our human lives that we could literally live for the rest of our life without seeing another person. And technically we would be able to survive. We don't rely on any sort of a tribe to protect us or to, you know, help us find food or whatever else the way that we did way back in the day. Now we can order our groceries, have someone leave them outside, never see that person, never leave our house and never see another soul. And technically we'd be okay, but we are an interconnected species. We do rely on those interpersonal connections. They're one of the most important parts of our lives. When we are lacking them, or when they aren't optimal, we can feel it. And we don't even know why necessarily, but if you think about times that you are kind of feeling disconnected or alone in some way, it's often kind of this low level of yuck and it really affects everything else in your life. So for me, it's a foundational wellness component to include some kind of connection in my day. And Like that doesn't just mean, oh, I'm like around all the people that I work with. I'm around my family. That's great. I like to purposely spend some quality time, even if it's just a couple of minutes of intentionally connecting. So I want to hug my daughters and tell them I love them and really hear about their day and listen. Or I do that with my partner. I spend lots of time with him and with him there's also like a physical connection component that's important to me too. Sometimes my connection is also with my fur baby, my dog, Gypsy, the crazy girl. I love to intentionally take a couple minutes every morning and just love on her because even our animals, even though they're not people, they do serve as a really important touch point for connection in our lives. So Those are kind of the six components that I include for myself of foundational wellness. Sleep, water, nutrition, movement, meditation, and connection. I would love to hear from you guys which ones of those speak to you, which ones of those are you already doing or might you want to consider doing, or if there are others that I didn't mention that are really, really important for you in your foundational wellness hit me up, send me a DM or, or an email. You can find me on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Allison Anderson Coaching, or you can send me an email, Allison at AllisonAndersonCoaching.com. I really would love to hear from you and hear what works for you or what you might be struggling with a little bit. And hey, by the way, I have some really fun upcoming announcements Um, In the next couple of months, I am opening my group coaching program, and it has some really cool uh, potential for upgrades from the group program for those that are interested in that. So if you want to get on the early access list and be among the first to know about this amazing group program, plus the upgraded components of it that it will be available, I want you to go to the link in the show notes that are with this episode click that link and sign up for the early access list. I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. And I hope you have an amazing week. I'll see you next time. Take care.